Welcome to episode 47 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in. Today, Sherry and I will be discussing fun and how and why you need to use it in your marketing efforts starting right now. It's not just business to consumer anymore. Infusing fun is driving results for B2B brands all along the customer journey from awareness to advocacy. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of X Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And that makes me Sherry Nomadi. You know, Yvette and I, we approach business from opposite ends of the spectrum. And yet, miraculously, we always come to the same conclusions on how to help our clients succeed. If you're like most of our B2B clients, you've got a mostly automated marketing funnel that functions, but doesn't always deliver as well as expected. Maybe some steps of the customer journey are decent, like the trial to purchase, but others, like qualifying MQLs, are not doing so hot. So today, we're going to be sharing that overarching concept that we rely on to boost specific KPIs for our clients at underperforming points along the customer journey. In short, we call it bringing the fun. Well, yeah, that's an easy way to put it, Yvette. You know, we've enjoyed success with B2B brands over the last 20 years, and we've done that by applying our B2C strategies. Really, I think that's the benefit of spending our first decade in business working on the world's largest toy brands like Barbie, Hot Wheels, and Disney. It's been a slow process for the B2B brands, but slowly they are now finally embracing the reality that the generations that are now dominating the workforce, predominantly millennials and the upcoming Gen Zers, they prefer authentic and more engaging and helpful communication. Furthermore, what we're seeing is that these generations aren't interested in doing a demo with sales really early on in the buying process. Instead, they're spending a majority of their time out there in the digital wild compiling their own research and consuming information, and then they're showing up for a demo, kind of all under the radar. Marketers now call this the dark funnel. The dark funnel. And that's because it's really hard to follow their path. They can't score the leads and they can't properly apply attribution points as they'd like to. We saw the light with this in 2011 when Google released this massive shopper survey that followed the path to purchase of 4,000 shoppers, all buying a variety of goods from small items to vehicles and business equipment. And do you know what their study found? Their study found that every single shopper took a different path to their purchase. We also recognize that while that antidotal rule used to be that you could convert a prospect after eight touches, that number has now tripled to an average of 24 touches for a conversion. And that's really the reality of where we are today. And, you know, honestly, that's something that we leaned into 10 years ago when that study came out mm -hmm. because it was a game changer. The reality is you cannot control the prospect. 
They're not going to fit neatly into a funnel and a specific path to purchase that you want them to take. Instead, you're gonna to need to do what parents do. You're gonna to need to meet those prospects where they're at, and then you're gonna to have to take, convince them to take that next step in the journey. And like a parent trying to get their kid to take out the trash, you're gonna to need to remind them over and over again in different ways until they finally take that action. So guys, as you can see, that's why generic information sent out or even posted one time in one place, it's just not gonna generate the results that you need, even if your funnel is completely operational. So for instance, many marketers struggle when they try to scale their campaigns as a way to increase the number of deals. Now, this often happens because you expand beyond that real tightly targeted personas and the quality of your MQLs drops and that impact is felt throughout the funnel. Even in ADM programs where you're personalizing a target and targeting very specific people or groups, your messaging will never be as effective if it's not carefully crafted from the perspective of your prospects. And this is really where the fun comes in. You can literally squeeze more ROI out of the funnel you have if you bring the fun. And that's what we do for clients. We infuse fun into the weakest link of their customer journey to boost engagement, and that drives revenue. You guys have probably figured out by now that Yvette's the fun one because she's the one that always talks about the fun part. I infuse the All fun. Right. That's my job. <laughs> so where do you start? You might be asking yourself that right now. Well, we've compiled five small steps that you can take to infuse fun into your buyer's journey. And that's really the point here is it can be overwhelming to try and say, oh, I need to overhaul my entire funnel. No, that's not it. When we do programs, we focus on these one point and make a small change. And that are, that's what is reflected in these five steps we want to share with you. So step one is run a small pilot program at any underachieving step in the customer journey. It literally can be anything. Do you want to boost your MQL engagements? Do you wanna drive more demos from qualified prospects? Or do you even wanna generate more reviews from advocates? After you've done that, take step two, which is talk to a small audience. So tailor your communication at that point in the journey to that one person. Remember, they are the hero of the story, not you, not your brand, it's them. Exactly right, Sherry. And then go on to step three, focus on a small moment in time. This is a reinforcement that this focus is for a single step of the customer journey. When you're looking at that step, make sure that you're answering all the questions that your prospects would be asking about your product or service at that particular stage of engagement or interest in your product or service. So that brings us to step four, and that is make one small change. So let's say that you've answered their questions through content. So now ask yourself, how can you change your communication to make it more fun or engaging? Can you make it an interactive quiz? 
Can you personalize it with a calculator? And maybe you think about doing an explainer video. Maybe that would make your benefits more clear. And that takes us to the last step, which for sometimes is, is optional, which is a small reward, okay? Once you've got your prospect to get the answer they're looking for from your content at that step, are you making it crystal clear what their next step is? And furthermore, so that's part kind of like 5A, if you will. 5B is, are you giving them a reason to move to the next step? A great reason or for that is to give them a small, relatable reward for taking that action. And that is why we talk so much about relatable. Make it relatable. This is where the fun and the engagement becomes so critical. We don't do fun for fun's sake. We get strategic so that the fun engagement reinforces the key benefits of your brand so they get it. Yeah. And what Sherry said right there is, you know, almost like the magic. If you take nothing else away from the podcast today, take that away. It's not creative or fun for fun's sake. It's strategic. So that fun, that engagement, whatever you're doing to level up reinforces a key benefit, reinforces the essence of your brand. Because the reality is consumers want to be entertained. There's a study that just dropped that indicated that 57% of consumers up from 52% say they want marketing to entertain them. But creative that doesn't relate to your brand or reinforce your key benefits is wasted. It's mm -hmm. wasted because it doesn't maximize your ROI because it doesn't connect to the consumer beyond the inherent you know, value of that engagement. So mm -hmm. the programs that we do tend to over-deliver because we make that effort to connect consumers to the brand in multiple ways on different levels. That's right. And now you're probably asking yourself, I just don't, I need an example. All right. That's what we got next. Let's share with you. We have two of them. <laughs> so the first one is a consumer goods example. And we already told you earlier on that we take the experience from our B2C work and apply it to the B2B work. It's magic. So each year, we used to create and execute between about 1,000 to 1,500, sometimes 2,000 in-store events for the Barbie brand. And when creating the concepts, we always went beyond a simple meet and greet with Barbie models because we knew that tactically the sales team leveraged the events as a carrot, a carrot to get the retailers to feature and display new Barbie segment launches that were every year. But by leaning in on the execution, what we did was we drove consumers sell through. And that is what ensured that their retailers would support the next launch also. So every year we layered on a relatable theme like a birthday party to give parents and children a reason to visit the store for the event. And what happened is every year we tried to outdo the previous year. Well, that turned out to be a tall order one year because the year that we did happy birthday Barbie parties, 
we actually increased sales of that happy birthday Barbie, Barbie segment doll by 150%. And mm -hmm. we increased, which was a broader number, the overall Barbie sales by 100%. Mm -hmm. So we knew we were going to have to dig deep to figure out how to outdo that. The next year, you know, it was great because the brand came up with the fashion fun Barbie segment. <clears throat> we thought about that and we decided to lean into a common child's aspiration of being a supermodel. And mm -hmm. you know what? Great results followed. That's right, Yvette. They were huge. And this Barbie event model went from being the heroic draw of the event to acting as an MC. So in this event, each child walked down the runway, they had a Barbie product in their hands. And as they modeled with that doll or maybe an accessory, Barbie, Barbie introduced the child and described the product in detail. And then that way, Barbie became the guide and the child was the hero of the story and the whole experience. It was really amazing. You know, we expected the parents to stay and take photos and videos of their kids. Like that was kind of like, hey, we knew that we had a pretty good sense that that was going to work well. But what we didn't expect was that all the other kids would sit down around the runway and watch and cheer for all the other kids that participated. And you know what that did? That made it so that kids that came to our event saw not only got their own chance to model a product, but they heard about every single product in the Barbie line that we had featured. It was truly amazing. And these events were phenomenal. In the end, the Barbie store sales smashed the records from the Happy Birthday Barbie events. And this really is a perfect example of how campaigns work harder and drive greater ROI when you dial in to the aspirations of your audience and you make them the hero of the story. That's right. And we told you we have two examples. So our second one is a great B2B example. And it comes from one of the many campaigns that we have created and executed for Sage Software. They're a SaaS mega brand in the ERP space. And they've been a client of ours for over 15 years. We've motivated their existing customers to register early for a Sage Summit event in Atlanta. So instead of creating the typical customer VIP lounge as a reward to do the early registration, we took that same budget and we hosted parties at the iconic Atlanta-based brand headquarters and that was at Coca-Cola and CNN. And what happened with this is not only did Sage hit their KPIs, which was obviously the first goal, but we also boosted the advocacy potential of these winning customers because those customers that came to the event, they weren't trapped in a hotel at this little you know, VIP lounge. Instead, they got a memorable tour they got drinks, they got an appetizer, they got to hang out with uh, sales and support staff from Sage. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. got photos afterwards so that they could remember this. And of course they got swag. And this all started before the Sage Summit event. So you can imagine how that leveled up their whole take on the Sage brand. 
And really, <laughs> you know, additionally, by thoughtfully creating more than one option, because we didn't make everybody go to Coke and we didn't make them all go to CNN, they had their choice. We reinforced one of the brand essences that Sage has is that you can continue to customize your Sage experience to align with your personal choices. You guys hear that? Can you see the connection that we're making here so that it's fun and engaging? So what it all comes down to is that by walking in the shoes of your prospect, you can imagine how you can surprise, delight, and engage them no matter where they're at in their customer journey, making your communications more relatable, more fun, this will convince more of these engaged prospects to take the next step to find out more about your brand. And when you can get more prospects to do that, you will feel the effects all the way down the funnel. Absolutely right, Yvette. So guys, your assignment for today is to assess your funnel and pick just one point where you can make it more fun for your prospects and make that small change. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you drop in again to gain more insights and instant expertise on marketing. And if you'd like to know more about how you can bring the fun, visit us at xpromos.com. Check out the show notes for more details and the downloads as well. Thanks for coming.